Hey, folks, this is Kevin. Just a few words before we start. Well, listen, uh, we are still in this situation where we're very much under the radar of most of the press, most of the entertainment press. If all of our fans, or hell, even a third of our fans, tweeted or emailed to the following publications, I think we could really get their attention. You know, we've never been able to afford a publicist or a marketing department. And almost three years in, (laughs) we're getting a little antsy about the fact that we're doing such great work. The fans get it. Listen to some of these. This wristband named Russell K. wrote, Your story helped inspire my 18-year-old stepson to stop using drugs. I do believe that this podcast really did change him. David S. wrote, Your podcast has changed my life for the better in many ways. Susan H. wrote, I love Risk. It's given me the courage to be myself and be honest. Matt B. wrote, What you do is of incredible importance. And Aaron wrote in, I will finally speak to my family about what has happened to us. Thank you for this podcast. Risk fans know that there's plenty of entertaining podcasts out there. But this one has something special. The way that people share on this show, as if they're just speaking to their closest of friends, about the most sensitive of subjects, it changes people, both the storytellers and the listeners. So if you have ever felt that this podcast did you some good, made you feel a little more connected to humanity, got you looking at things or doing things a little bit differently, if you have a Twitter account, tweet to Rolling Stone, at Rolling Stone, to Entertainment Weekly, at EW, and to the New York Times, at NYT underscore arts. And if you don't have Twitter, write to the arts at NewYorkTimes.com, EW underscore letters at EW.com, and RS editors at RollingStone.com. Write to them. And tell all your friends, too, to review Risk at risk-show.com. Thank you guys so much. Now here's the show. Kids, this is Extra Risk, where we give you just a little bit more of the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and people often ask, what is the difference between Extra Risk and Regular Risk? Well, these extra ones usually just feature one or two stories. Regular episodes have three to six. Not much more complex than that. Quizzical boy. (laughs) You're a quizzical one lately. So 
why haven't you asked what this song is? Uh-oh. Old Yeller stopped by. It's Ramona Falls with the instrumental version of their song, Bodies of Water, which New York City currently is. I don't know if you can hear, maybe my little sound booth here is protective enough, but the city has turned into a waterfall. And a lot of that water is coming out of my ceiling onto my floor. And that answers the question, what was happening when this hosting segment was recorded? Folks, we are calling today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, because it is about the hilarity that ensues when men try to date women. And vice versa, you gotta know that us queer folk thank our stars regularly, that we don't have to deal with the differences between men and women. But there is one reason to be thankful for it, because it makes for good stories. And the first one of those today comes to us from Miss Melinda Hill, Wonderful actress, comedic actress. Here she is at the Risk Live show in Los Angeles at the Nerdmount Theater. A story with a rather mysterious name, but maybe some of you out there can figure it out. This is Melinda Hill. The story we call Toy Story 5. I uh, was on Match.com, thank you, Um, and uh, I was on it for about a year and nothing um, was really happening, so my subscription was ending, so I was like, well, I don't normally ever give my phone number out because you don't know what could happen, so I was like, well, I'm leaving the site, why not live a little, write a few people back, give them my number, and see what happens. And then so I write some people, you know, I'm leaving the site, my subscription's over, you know, here's my number if you want to go out. Uh, So one uh, gentleman uh, caller took me up on that, and um, he called me uh, three times in in one night, and um, he said, uh, you know, his first message was like, Melinda. Yeah, let's see if this is as good as it is on paper. (laughs) I'm sure it is. Give me a call. Um, So then he calls like uh, two hours later and he's like, Melinda, uh, not sure if you got my earlier message. Uh, I never know if people get my messages. Anyway, I am calling from my home number now. Uh, Now you have it, give me a call. A little while later uh, later he calls again. Melinda, I still haven't heard from you. Uh, This is my uh, cell phone. Okay, Um, not sure if I asked you out yet or not, uh, but at any rate I am now, so give me a call back. So I'm like, okay, so I call him back, and he's like, hello? (laughs) So I'm like, hi, it's Melinda. And he's like, Melinda? Melinda who? (laughs) 
And I'm like, Melinda from Match.com. He's like, oh, how'd you get this number? <laughs> and I'm like, you gave it to me. You left it in a message, a few messages actually, today. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm just really spaced out right now because... I never give this number out, and I don't know how you got it, but I find it highly unusual. Um, and so I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's just um, let's just forget the whole thing. It's no big deal. Um, it was really nice talking to you, and I guess I'll talk to. You. I guess it won't be talking to you later. Um, Goodbye. <laughs> so hang up, and then a few minutes later, um, this text rolls in. <laughs> Do texts roll? I don't know. This text came in. So, um, so this text comes in, and it's like, is your ego that massive <laughs> that I should remember who you are? Because I called you once a week ago. And he's like, get a clue. You did stand up on Craig Ferguson. That doesn't mean you are Craig Ferguson. <laughs> so, um, so then I text back and I go, classy response, psycho. <laughs> And then um, he texts back and he's like, class has zip to do with what we're addressing. Consciousness does. <laughs> he's like, I'm just calling you on your Hollywood bullshit ego. You're funny, not cool, and apparently hugely insecure. What a surprise for a striggling actress. So then I write back, and I'm like, um, what a surprise that you are so angry. I would be angry too if I spelled as many things wrong as you. <laughs> and then I was like, girls like classy guys. You called me three times and left me your numbers and then you act dumbfounded when I call you back. No, girls like classy guys. Even struggling girls <laughs> have standards. So then he writes back. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, I guess I have my doctorate because I am stupid. And he's like, um, maybe that's why I have a $5 million house. Uh, look around your ratty one bedroom before you answer. <laughs> so then I'm like, <laughs> unfortunately, all the money in the world can't change the fact that you hate your mother. <laughs> and are taking it out on women that you don't know on the internet. <laughs> Um, and then he was like, well, um, if P.S., if you're going to wear sleeveless um, dresses, then do some arm work, please. 
He's like, go to um, Wire Image or IMDb and you'll see all the idiots like you, only they're working. <laughs> and then he goes, and then I go, if you... <laughs> oh, wait, and then he goes, you have bat wings for arms. <laughs> and then I go... This is all still texting. <laughs> I go, if you hate my arms so much, then why did you ask me out? He's like, didn't see them till today when I Googled you. <laughs> Saw them on your website. It's simple. Just start going to the gym. Stop talking all the shit, eating all the shit, and work out. And then I'm like, I exercise several times per week. Unfortunately, no amount of exercise could help you with your sexual frustration. <laughs> then he's like, if it would help your fascination with my dick, then I am happy to send you a photo of it. <laughs> No, thank you. <laughs> I have no interest in the genitalia of illiterate misogynists. <laughs> P.S. At least I have a website to have fat arms on. <laughs> so then at this point, I call my friend Laura House. Do you guys know her? She's a comedy writer. She's good. She just sold a show to FX. Anyway, um, she, I'm like, Laura, I cannot stop texting this guy. And I don't even know who he is. And he has my number and he knows who I am. Like, I still don't know who this person is. And then she's like, what, what kind of stuff are you saying to him? <laughs> so I start, like, reading the whole text thing, transcription. And she's like... Great, write it all down. <laughs> so then I just went into my computer, wrote it all down. And we just um, used it as an episode in our web series. <laughs> um, it's called Romantic Encounters. It's on Funny or Die. And um, that episode is called Toy Story 5, which was the guy's fake match.com name. And he is played by TJ Miller. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Beowulf. This is Risk. Uh, this is Planet Funk behind me now. And of course, the song needs no introduction. And folks, we have already 
had great news about our deal with Stamps.com. We've had Risk fans writing in to say how much they love the deal already. And it all comes back to this idea of use your time wisely. I think I think we're all consistently freaked out about that nowadays. And Stamps.com is at least one way you can definitely do that. Much easier, much more convenient than going to the post office. You can buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and printer. Print postage for any letter or package within seconds, 24-7 right there at your desk. If the post office is closed, who cares? Because Stamps.com is always open. I've been loving it. And remember, it is a way to support risk. All you do is go to Stamps.com, use the promo code RISK for a no-risk trial. Plus a $110 bonus offer that includes the beautiful little digital scale and up to $55 of free postage. So don't wait. Go to Stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in RISK. Do it, kids. I'm very excited about our next story. It was such a treat to make the acquaintance of Mr. Dwayne Perkins. Fantastic comedian. This actually comes from way back when we did our Portland shows. I guess we held off on it because, you know, he's black. You guys weren't ready for that three months ago. No. You got to check out more of his stuff at DwaynePerkins.com. And here he is at risk in Portland, Oregon, with a story we call Getting to Know You. I live in Los Angeles. I'm from New York, and I go back to New York quite often, maybe a few times a year, maybe every other month or something like that. And uh, so there's this one waitress at a comedy club. I won't say her name or the comedy club's name. And uh, we had a thing, like from the first, this is, it's like years ago, like maybe eight, nine, ten years ago, when I first saw her, we had a, you know, one of these kind of things, a connection, but we, nothing ever happened and she was, you know, she'd like grab a tray of drinks and kind of swish back and forth for me. Like we had a thing, everyone could see it. And... Uh, but at that time, I, you know, I was already living in L.A., and uh, so that, that first weekend, I, I just was slow. I didn't do anything. Nothing happened. But we had a connection. I was like, oh, she's kind of cool. She's cute. Not, you know, I didn't know her personality that well. And over the years, I'd keep coming back to New York, and we would keep having this ongoing flirtation, right? Except when I came back, uh, the next time I came back, like, I had a, I had a girlfriend, and she, had, she, she was single, but I had a girlfriend. Then I'd come back again, and I was single, but she had a boyfriend. So it was like a When Harry Met Sally thing, but it was just, we were just a little off every time. It was almost like, maybe I should still do it, because it was like two weeks. It was always a week or two off. And this happens over, over like, you know, three, four, five, six, seven years, right? Then she gets really serious with a guy, and then it's like, okay, we're done. And I don't know what will ever happen. And, and on, on a deeper level, I knew that we weren't meant to be, in a sense, because... You know, she was really hot, nice smoking body, but other than that, she was, we didn't really link up personality-wise. We, I think we just wanted to get it on, because she was a little crass, like she, like, like comics would tease her and say things like, oh, someone went shopping at Forever 21, and she'd be like, fuck you, motherfucker, and it, and it, it was, <laughs> and I'd be like, wow, that was a little strong, but... 
But maybe that's how you deal with comics. I'm a comic, I don't know. And plus, she's not a comic, right? So I always thought, if someone's being passive-aggressive, you have to be regular-aggressive back to them. So, so I'm cutting all, all types of slack. Like, she's just... Even though I had a girlfriend at times and she had a boyfriend, I think we could have hooked up. I think it was just me being, like, I'm not a closer. Like, some guys are closers and some guys are not. That's the bottom line. And I'm not, I'm not a closer. Like, I, I get women, but I'm not the, I don't know when I'm right at the finish line. And I don't think it mattered that I had a girlfriend. But I didn't know that, right? So then she, she's engaged and still nothing, but still we're flirting. And I'm like, okay, this is just a little friendly, want to make sure I still got it kind of thing, you know? And then she gets pregnant and... Uh, this is like, keep in mind, when every, every time I see her, it's been like another few months have passed. Now she's pregnant, still flirting, but like, hey, you know, this is done. You know, you're, you're pregnant, you're engaged, and uh, <laughs> it never happened for us. That's cool, you know what I mean? But, but it's, it's almost as she, when she was pregnant, it, her flirtation jumped up a level. It was like, like she was pregnant, and like during the Christmas party, she just grabbed me into the closet and kissed me. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Because she was devoted to me. I know she, even though she had a fiance, her love for me was endless. It was, it was, it, she was devoted, is what I'm saying. Because I would be, I would go to this comedy club and big wigs would come by. Like, I'd be there and like big names, like a Chappelle or Chris Rock would walk in and she still would be like just locked into me. Like, it was clear that I was the one for her, you know, except that she had a fiance and and was pregnant. And (laughs) so, so she has the baby and, uh, and, and, you know, I'm like, this is done, right? And then... But then what happens is I go back to New York again, and a new wrinkle, she's now broken up from the guy. So the marriage never it didn't stick for whatever reason, and uh, now she has a kid. And, and now this has actually been eight years, and I, I don't, like I said, I don't know if she's the one for me, but as a man, every man in here knows, if a woman likes you enough, you, you have to say maybe she's the one because it's the path of least resistance. It's really what it is. It's just... <laughs> There's a girl right here that likes me. And all those girls who I don't know what's gonna happen with them, but this one likes me. So, so she has a baby, we're still flirting. I think we, we, we kiss one more time, but nothing ever happens. And then, so finally it's like, you know, what, when are we gonna do this? Let's do this. And who, you know, she has a baby, so what? Like, I'm at an age now where I can't, you know, you, 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 as you get older, you, you, you relax certain rules. Right? And, <laughs> And the baby thing was like, well, you know, come on, you know, she has a baby, that's fine, you know. And, and, and my thing is, you know, so I was, I, I was going home, she has a baby, okay, you know what, let's go on a date. Because we've never been, even been on a date all this time, we've just like kissed in the closet and stuff like that, so let's actually go on a date. And uh, I'm like, you know, I can date a girl with a, with a, with a kid, whatever, right? Uh, I happen to be in New York, I had her in the car, I go pick her up. And I'm excited. A lunch date. So we're keeping it. This wasn't even, we would, this is one thing at a time. Let's go on a lunch date. Let's, let's just, you know what I mean? Let's chillax with this. I know we've been flirting for years, but let's, let's do it the right way, right? So I'm like, what do you want to eat? All you can eat sushi place. I go pick her up. And then uh, who's with her is, at this point, the girl's like two or three, is her daughter. Uh, the date. And she brings the kid. You see what I'm saying? And... And I'm like, oh, okay, so what are we uh, going to drop her off at the, uh, the babysitter? Is that what's going to... She's like, no. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, do you have a car seat? Because, you know, I don't even have a... 
no car seat. And by the way, I'm going to go on a little bit of a, a tangent here. She didn't have a car seat. We put the baby in the back. I'm sure, whatever. That's how they used to do it a long time ago. But for the record, for the record, and like I said, I know she was crass, but now I'm like, I don't know. I got to judge you on this. I got I to gotta project this behavior forward. Seriously, like if you go on a first date or a second date with someone and you realize that this person doesn't floss, end it. Don't, don't continue to date them. <laughs> no, seriously, because you, you, don't, you have to project that behavior forward. And you got to think, wow, this person doesn't even care about the space underneath their gum line. They're going to fuck me over in the future. At some point, <laughs> you don't care about your own teeth. This person is going to fuck me over at some point. And here's a woman who doesn't care enough about her child to put her in a, a car seat. Strike, I guess, I don't know if that's, I would say strike one, but if I was really being honest with myself, that was like strike four or five, right? Because, so we go to this all-you-can-eat sushi place, and, um, and the girl is cool, you know, I meet the girl, and, and, and now I'm like, I, I, I transition, I, I go to the next phase, I'm like, you know what, the girl is here, let's see, let's see if I have chemistry with the kid, because that's, you know, once you relax that, that thing, you got to see, you know, because you can't just fake chemistry, you either have chemistry with a kid or you don't. You know, like I dated this one girl and uh, we broke up and then she had a baby and we were thinking about getting back together and she had a kid at this point. And, uh, you know, the thing of dating a girl with a kid, it's like Harry Potter picking out a wand. Like, <laughs> the wand chooses you is what, I, is what I'm saying, right? <laughs> and when you have the, the right wand, you'll know, right? So I'm just, let me see, maybe this kid is the one. This other girl I dated, I tried. I picked up her son. This was like my, one of my first loves. I picked up her son and I was like, ah, I got nothing. This is, there's nothing going on here. I got nothing with this baby. This must be a Slytherin baby. Please take this baby. I can't, I can't have a Slytherin baby. This, this is crazy. <laughs> Gryffindor, baby. So, um, <laughs> so I want to see what I got going on with the kid. And it's crazy that I'm forgetting that I still have to get along with the, with the girl that, that I know but I don't know even though I've known her a long time. And now I'm just completely focusing on the baby, like saying, okay, let's see if this works. So anyway, all you can eat sushi, and the kid is three, two or three, and we, we order all you can eat sushi, like 22 bucks a person, whatever, right? And I'm thinking, you don't order food for a three-year-old. I don't know how that works exactly, but the, she's like, oh, the kid can't eat sushi. And I'm like, oh, that's fine, because see, look at the menu here. They have uh, edamame, that's a part of the, they have rice, just regular rice. And she's like, no, she says to the waitress, is this some kind of chicken that the baby can have? And the waitress is like, oh, you can order teriyaki chicken, which is not included in all you can eat. That's over there. And I'm like, oh, no, well, she can just maybe eat the sesame chicken. And then the waitress says, oh, no, no, teriyaki chicken, better, it's better. And so I'm like, Ugh. so now I'm ordering a separate entree for a three-year-old. So now... I'm taking two girls out, is what's, is what's happening. And I'm, I'm a little upset by that, only because she's three. Like, I think, don't you just have to give them a handful of Cheerios? Isn't that how you do a three? <laughs> don't you just have a bag, you open it up, and yeah, some Cheerios, knock yourself out, or a, a teaspoon of peanut butter. There you go, just, there you go, just chew that, and don't say anything, that'll be fine. That'll, that's a half an hour of chewing right there. And I'm obsessed because I'm like, this is, I'm not a cheapskate, but really, you don't buy a three-year-old a big entree, right? So that's going on, and the child is really nice. She's struggling with my name. Uh, my name is Dwayne, and um, I don't know, it felt like she wasn't saying Dwayne. I felt like she was saying another word that starts with D, and uh, I was like, is that what? Maybe, no, I don't know. 
I go to the bathroom, and in the bathroom, I'm just, okay, this is going okay. You know, splash water on my face, and my brain is, in, like, just racing, just racing. Like, I'm just thinking, you know, like, how's this going to work out? Uh, is the father going to be cool with me? Are we going to have a good working relationship, right? Is he going to be really, like, a, a stickler about his child support? Like, is he going to itemize receipt kind of thing? Because I'm pretty sure we're going to need a bigger television. I've never been inside our house, but... Can we use this money to get a bigger... It's for the family, you know what I mean? And <laughs> Also, his child support. Can I, can I at least get the, t- the money for the teriyaki chicken back from the child support? <laughs> so I'm thinking of all this, and then I was, boom, snap back to reality. I get back to the table, and now it's undeniable, because before I thought the girl was saying it, but now it's undeniable. I sit down, and the girl says to me, I don't know if she was coached. It was clear as day. She, I, I just went to the bathroom, right? I come back. She goes, we missed you, daddy. And, I, and then I have another thing where I'm not as aggressive as I should be because I should have said, oh, why did she call me daddy? What I said was, oh, do I look like her dad? I'm asking A to get to C, and I'm thinking she's going to run with it. And she goes, no, not really. <laughs> you wanna, so what, then you didn't correct her? You're, you're not explaining it? Like, and she knows her dad. It's not like her dad is just this guy who doesn't exist and he sees her every weekend. So why? <laughs> is that weird? Am I, is that weird? I just wanna, is that? Okay. Should she have corrected the girl? Okay, good. Just wanna make sure. So I make sure I get over it. So we finally finish up. We do t- take the teriyaki chicken to go. So now I'm like, okay, I'm back on board. She's, a, she's considerate, right? She didn't make me waste my money on the teriyaki chicken. I, we're driving back to our place, look back, and she's like, is she asleep? I'm like, oh, yeah, she is. She's, she's sleeping. She's, and she looks at me like, mm, hey. <laughs> like, why don't you come back to the house We'll drop the baby off, we'll put it in a room, and you and I can do what we've been meaning to do for the last eight years. And so we're making love. And, and I, <laughs> I just said that because it would be funny. No, I didn't do it because it was just, the whole thing was just too weird. Like, it's weird that I was in the bathroom thinking about trying to get my hands around being a family with this girl, but because she rushed it just a tad bit. Boom. I didn't want no parts of it. And it's true what they say. When you have kids, after kids, the sex slows down. Even if you don't have kids, that, 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 still, that still happens. And um, I don't know. There's, there's a one thing I am leaving out, and I'm trying to leave it out because I don't want this person to know if they hear it. But, but I feel like I should tell you only because I feel like from this, the way I've told the story, you have compassion for me. And you should, right? <laughs> But there is something else that happened that maybe would lessen your compassion for me. And that is, um, and I knew this going in, even before the date. The, the guy she broke up with, who's the father of the child, they have a working relationship. But uh, when they broke up, um, I wasn't there. I don't know, you know what I mean? It's like the Trayvon Martin thing. I wasn't there, but I do know how it ended. Uh, she stabbed him. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
Now, at this point, some of you might be like, this guy, Dwayne, is way understanding. He's a good guy. <laughs> and some of you may be like, what the fuck were you doing? I don't, listen, everyone deserves a second chance. That's how I feel about that. And um, so, the, so anyway, the combination of uh, the weirdness of that passive-aggressive move with the whole daddy thing, uh, just the whole bringing the girl on a date, that, that whole weirdness. And, and, and then, you know, and then if I, if I, you know, if I look at that in a vacuum, that's, almost, that's bad, I don't like it. When you add the stabbing, uh, <laughs> then it's like, uh, and, I, and I, I truly don't think she will stab me. I think, our chem, I think we, what we have is, What we have is stronger than stabbing, you know what I mean? I mean, I think we can, but. Uh, and, and Kevin asked me to, to have some sort of a, a learning thing. I, I don't, don't go out with girls who've stabbed people. I don't know, I don't know what the, is that the learning? Maybe that's it? All right. Hey, you guys are great. I'm Dwayne Perkins, thank you. this week folks this is alex winston behind me now with a song called host uh, we're gonna go dark for one week we are going to take one week off of creating the podcast give ourselves a little bit of a breather but you have 96 episodes to look back on and we have a slew of uh, wonderful live shows coming up Let's do this in chronological order. On August 23rd, we have Reggie Watts in New York at the People's Improv Theater. On August 30th, in Los Angeles at the Nerd Melt, we have Ben Grant of Reno 911 in the state. Also, Kumail Nanjiani and Pete Holmes, who normally host the show, are both going to tell full-length stories at that show as well. This one is new on September 7th. We will be in Cambridge, Massachusetts at the Brattle Theater with Jonathan Katz, Dr. Katz. That's September 7th at the Brattle Theater in Cambridge. On September 8th, we are at the Linda Theater in Albany. We will have Dave Hill with us there. And on September 9th, thestorystudio.org is doing a storytelling workshop. Don't forget, you can go to Risk dash show.com slash tour 
to find out about any of our live shows. So much wonderful stuff coming up. And now it's time for me to say, folks, today's the day. Take a risk. If it would help your fascination with my dick, then I am happy to send you a photo of it. I'd rather eat hard tech from a hog's head!